In part two of this week's interview, Atina Zabara tells her story of investing in learning as an adult and of building her CV to eventually find a position in the European Commission, where she now oversees projects offering support to PhDs and researchers around the globe. When I go to the projects and I discuss with the, with the young researchers, I tell them, look, what are the skills that you are going to have from this? Mm-hmm. It's not only the research, the, the specific scientific uh, knowledge that you are going to, to learn, but it mm-hmm. is you learn how to, be, to work in a collaborative environment. You learn networking, you learn negotiation, you learn project management. So you learn many, many things that you can say to your to an employer in the future in order to make them understand that um, you would be a good employee. Welcome to Papa PhD with David Mendez, the podcast where we explore careers and life after grad school with guests who have walked the road less traveled and have unique stories to tell about how they made their place in a world of constantly evolving rules. Get ready to go off the beaten path and hop on for an exciting new episode of Papa PhD. So here we are in part two of my interview with Atina Zabara. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Um, And uh, we had just, uh, in in part one, uh, we had just learned uh, uh, how she had uh, during uh, these, after three years of PhD, had this offer and she had, that she had followed for a job, and which had led to her leaving her PhD behind. Um, but then, after that, there's more learning in your in your journey, <laughs> learning, uh, of, you know, your learning, but also you learning about teaching and learning. So, can you take talk a little bit more in detail of what came after? Now, starting with the, new, with the second part of the interview, I just would like to remind uh, the listeners once more that um, the views in this interview are my own and that they don't represent the official position of the European Commission where I work. So when I started working at uh, this company, uh, well, um, well, at the same time, I, I was fortunate and uh, I started also my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, as I said, b- because I had um, studied in Italy, I started a diploma and uh, a bachelor degree in, in uh, Italian studies in Greece. Mm-hmm. And um, well, actually, I could. It was too difficult to finish it while I was working. But um, at a certain point, I, I had a break, and um, also I, I think I was pregnant at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so I was able to finish that degree. Um, and at the same time, I had the master's degree in studies in education because, I, because of my interest in, um, in e-learning and teaching, yeah. etc. So I did this um, a diploma, a master's degree in the Open University in Greece. So I was okay. doing it remotely, and which was um, also... Uh, good because uh, I, I could uh, do that uh, at my spare time, let's say. Yeah. And um, so the thing is that uh, after uh, going back again, uh, um, I see myself that I developed more appetite for learning as I was growing up. Okay. Um, I mean that um, 
the decade that I was doing my bachelor and my master's, I was I had um, more issues to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the personal level, let's say, yeah. whereas when I started working and doing and having my family, I more power was re- released uh, from okay. me for learning. Mm-hmm. So uh, while working or being pregnant, I finished these other two degrees. Okay, wow. Uh, so that was, um, for me, that was also another accomplishment and I really... Um, uh, see myself as, uh, as I said, I I grew up uh, wanting to learn more, and I, sometimes I wish I had this uh, um, appetite during my first yeah. thing. <laughs> yes, yeah. but I didn't. But <laughs> but I developed them in in this second period, let's say, of my life. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so the the thing is that I really believe in the inter in interdisciplinarity and mm-hmm. my my uh, um, profile is completely interdiscipline and yeah. uh, in in a, in a way that actually I cannot fit anywhere again <laughs> <laughs> it's very atypical uh, let's say <laughs> yeah so um, uh, the thing is that uh, at the end of that period um that is 10 years ago, I, I was also trying to find a job in the European Union because mm-hmm. I really believed that the European uh, uh, concept and uh, the, uh, the principles of uh, uniting uh, Europe uh, for uh, the same causes and goals. And um, I was lucky to find this job uh, well, actually, my my husband came first in Brussels, and then I was able to to follow him, and I started working first in a in a unit uh, that we dealt with uh, research infrastructures. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know these uh, research infrastructures? No, no. Go ahead. Okay, uh, um, were you in academia? Were you using Edrome? Edrome, yes. That's a research infrastructure, which in okay. Europe, actually, it is funded 50% by the European Union. Okay, okay, okay. And it is the interconnectivity between countries for research purposes, to exchange data, for people to connect and have a, um, one single point for connection. And also, okay, okay. the European Union is funding the connection uh, for uh, data with all the other uh, continents for the U.S. Uh, with mm-hmm. the, South America, etc. So, I, I I happened to be in a unit <laughs> that was uh, I I totally believe in their in their um, objectives and uh, it's amazing uh, because they are really providing services to the to the researchers uh, to do their work from wherever they are and also in all, in all continents because, uh, mm-hmm. they are uh, funding, as I said, this connectivity, etc., and other kind of, um, of tools for, um, uh, for researchers uh, to use. Uh, so I was uh, there and, uh, for three years, uh, I was really happy, but then I had, um, but that job was not permanent, so I had to change. Okay. And then I found another job in the research executive agency in uh, the Marie Curie. Yeah, Marie Curie. Marie yeah. Sklodowska Curie. We have this program, which is okay. called Marie Sklodowska Curie Actions. 
Okay. And uh, we are funding, um, well, in the, in the unit where I am, we are funding um, collaborations of universities and, and companies that um, uh, form, so they form this consortium and then they hire young researchers to do their PhD. And we have other kind of programs for people who are doing uh, their um, postdoc studies. They need okay. to make an application. And each year there is a big call. Uh, people submit their applications and then there is evaluation. And uh, some of the proposals are selected for funding. So this is a big program. And uh, I also, again, believe very much in this program because it is a, 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 a unique opportunity for young people to do their, um, their PhD with the best uh, uh, conditions and circumstances. And, uh, and uh, we have some uh, very uh, innovative uh, aspects, um, f- uh, like, for example, uh, what we are giving are contracts, employment contracts. So it's, it's, a, it's a job. It's not just a PhD. Uh, yeah, it's not a scholarship. It's not a. It's yeah. not. It's not a scholarship. It's a work. It's a contract. It's an employment okay. contract, and people can build their careers for mm. that. Okay. Okay. Is, is it in all domains? PhD is in all domains. It's in all domains. Look, the thing is that these consortia uh, um, submit their proposal in all possible domains, but. Only some of them are con- uh, uh, chosen. Okay. Some of yeah, them are yeah, selected. Yeah. So uh, we do receive uh, applications in all, and also then uh, we have a, um, uh, we are dividing the budget to um, according to the number of applications in each domain. So okay. it doesn't matter. We are not. It's not that we fund more. Uh, well, we fund actually more projects in one domain, but depending on the number of applications that they are making. Uh, I don't know if it's, this is uh, <laughs> clear. No, anyway. It's, it's proportional, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's proportional, exactly. So, but we do fund all kinds of applications, all domains. And uh, so how do I combine all my work? Yeah, all that, my that's studies? what I'm curious is, uh, about. Yes, yes. Because first of all, <laughs> I am in the panel, in the panel where it is about physics. Okay. So I have projects in physics. I monitor projects that are in this domain, and okay. so I use physics. Then also they have to 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 talk about their impact, and their okay. impact can to the society, to the research, etc. So again, then I use my knowledge about how science and society interact, mm-hmm, and so what mm-hmm. is impact. And then they have to have uh, outreach activities. So I use my education studies. Italian, I use Italian in the sense that, um, okay, we do have also people from Italy, but also a lot of colleagues are Italian, so in the (laughs) multicultural environment where I work, languages matter. And uh, lastly, my work as project manager in the past, of course, uh, gives me um, uh, the skills to be able to monitor the projects in Mm -hmm. the best way. Because now you're project officer, right? I'm a project officer, yes. Can, can you, you know, for people who might be interested in, you know, seeing what you do or, or learning more about what you do, describe a little bit more of, you know, maybe comparing to a project manager, what's the, what's the increment, what's the difference with project officer? Yes. Okay. So uh, the project, uh, first of all, uh, we 
monitor projects and they have to implement their work uh, according to the uh, plan that they have submitted to us in the sense mm -hmm. that they are analyzing their job in work packages with tasks, they have deliverables, uh, they have uh, outcomes. So uh, I'm not implementing the project, but I have, I have to be able to monitor what they are doing. And also mm -hmm. I'm, I have to be able to, to see if their, their initial plan is good or not in the sense mm. that why is this task so late? Why do you start it so late and not earlier? If you want to have results, then mm. maybe you should start it, uh, you know, in time. Uh, and then also what are the real outcomes of the project and what, mm -hmm. are the, uh, what are the risks for the implementation of the project and how you take care of these. Uh, so there are many aspects of project management, uh, but as I said, from the monitoring point of view, I'm, and uh, okay, this is a big part of my daily work because our project has a duration of four years, and so we have uh, we follow a project during four years, which is not a small time of, uh, no, of, uh, of a small amount of time. And the other big um, um, uh, uh, task that we have is that, as I said, each year we have the call. Uh, which we um, uh, we need to first of all we need to find experts uh, that will evaluate the proposals. Then okay. we need to make contracts, and uh, um, then we have the uh, we have a, a remote mo um, evaluation period where experts evaluate the proposals, and in the end we have the list of the selected proposals that will mm -hmm. be funded. And this is a, a, a procedure that is implemented each year, and each year we start some new projects and then right. we have projects in different uh, times of their implementation so it is basically project management but also it's also contract management it has also some legal aspects because we have uh, we have rules that um, follow and obligations uh, that they that um, come from a legal contract and um, we have also colleagues that can help us in matters that uh, we don't know or we mm. don't uh, have uh, the knowledge how to answer. Uh, and uh, this is very interesting. For mm. me, it is very interesting because it is um, uh, we get to know new people. We see how our program has impact on real people mm -hmm. not you know generally on the society for example <laughs> also generally on the society but i mean that uh, you know you can also see specific impact on people and uh, then we also sometimes we have uh, um uh, some uh, big successes uh, for example um, we had a project that uh, the fellows had uh, participated had um, they were co-authors in the three two or th two two or three I don't remember um, papers that um, this uh, were announcing the discovery of the gravitational waves okay oh my gosh okay okay big big stuff if you're preparing to launch your podcast you may be asking yourself what hosting platform to use. I launched Papa PhD on Blueberry because I wanted a professional service that would interface with my WordPress website 
that would robustly broadcast Papa PhD to all platforms and that would allow me to grow my podcast in years to come. If you're starting a serious podcast project, do consider one of the first podcasting hosts out there offering state-of-the-art services, including IAB certified statistics, based on years of experience in the podcasting space. So go to papaphd.com forward slash blueberry, that is spelled B-L-U-B-R-R-Y, or use the promo code PapaPhDBlue in one word on the Blueberry website to unlock a one-month free trial of the platform. And now, back to the interview. Big stuff, exactly. For <laughs> us, it was a big thing because this project had real, you know, they had fellows that their names, young people, their names was on these papers. Yeah. Imagine and how um, timely was uh, the, the funding of this project mm-hmm. to contribute to have such an impact. That's excellent. Plus to you, I guess, I imagine, and tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but you can, you can kind of see what people are doing in labs here and there and then what projects they're working on. That must be interesting to, to you. Exactly. And unfortunately, we don't have the time to go and see our projects many times. But mm-hmm. for me, whenever I can go to a laboratory and see people where they're working and uh, uh, see what they're doing, mm-hmm. uh, it's very important. And also, uh, I am following many projects and people in Twitter to see what they are doing there. Okay. Because also for me, that is important to see that, uh, you know, they are announcing what is happening mm-hmm. and uh, some important stuff uh, that um, this EU funding has is bringing to them, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, it's it's really amazing to be able to see how um, this funding has an impact on these people, on the laboratories, mm-hmm. on the institutions, and in the society in general. Oh, for sure, for sure, and I, I think for all the people I've been talking about. One of the things people really uh, you know, take good energy from is feeling that what they do has an impact and, and seeing that result in a, in, in, a, in a timely manner, not in five or ten years. <laughs> but, you know, how important would you say having uh, you know, the different masters, etc., or do you think that was into you getting hired or wasn't it or was it more your, uh, your skills and your, you know, your, your, your profile uh, in terms of skills and experience, because what where I'm trying to get to is imagine someone out there is listening to the show and says, "I'd really like to work in the European Union and do something that looks like what Athena is doing." What maybe you, would you think or would you advise them to follow as in terms of education and of, of higher education? It is varied. It is varied. Okay. Because also now. Uh, first of all, there are many positions that require advanced uh, uh, studies. So people with advanced uh, studies can have uh, many opportunities to work for the European Union. Okay. Uh, There are, um, it's not only us, but also there are other agencies like the uh, European Council, um, European Research Council, Mm -hmm. it's the Joint um, Research Center. There are many uh, institutions that uh, want um, people to be uh, very specialized. Okay. Uh, In my, in what I'm doing, um, I believe, um, well, I have 
colleagues with all kinds of backgrounds. And okay. I think um, it depends on the position, I would say, mm-hmm. and how one can sell themselves. How can they explain what they gain from their studies to, that matches the specific mm-hmm. profile of the positions? And I think that this is something that everybody should be able to do and should be able to, to understand. That is, um, uh, for example, and this is, this is also, I think, in all kinds of studies, not only in advanced studies, it can also be in the, in the bachelor and, and in the master's degree. And what I would advise people without advanced studies is that they look for opportunities to gain the experience with um, more as more skills as possible, mm-hmm. not only the specific scientific skills of their domain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, and and one of the things that you hear talked talked about a lot, and even on on you know PhD Twitter or academic Twitter, it has to do with uh, the, the the transversal skills or uh, uh, transferable skills. And and once you you went through grad school. There's a bunch of them that you organically accrue, and, and that you and, and and project management for sure. You don't you don't come out of grad school with a, a, a certificate in project management, but you will have done many different things and, and managed experiments if you're doing you know life sciences or whatever, or or or, re, or organized research if you're in humanities. That can that you can sell, like you were saying, as experience that that counts uh, towards uh, something like project management. Very important, but they also need to 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 think about them in the sense that not to make not to have them as abstract in their mind. They mm-hmm. they can people can think about what did I gain from these studies as skills, not mm-hmm. only the specific mm-hmm. knowledge. And the, also there are many resources in internet where people can uh, look for them and see um, and so you know map themselves on these skills and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they can understand better also for themselves what they can do mm-hmm. uh, and and explain and, and also explain and then if they understand they can explain it to other to the employers mm-hmm. and of course one big skill is it's communication for example uh, the other big skill for me apart from project management is communication and uh, this is also something that, um, for example, I was not good at. I'm not sure if I'm good at it now. I'm a little bit better, I think, after after uh, uh, the uh, occasions that I had to exercise it. It doesn't come naturally to me. I have to be. Um, I have. I have to work on it. Uh, but it's something that people can learn. But they need to. I would say that to go outside of themselves and see how they are from an, as an outsider, they have to see themselves from the outside to be able to understand what they need to improve. And, and a lot of, and also there is professional help that can yeah. uh, improve this skill very, a lot. It's true. And we were talking in part one of uh, just going to whichever career center or career, uh, career help department there is in your university and often there there are going to be people that are trained to help you to 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 uh, to g- gain the skills interviewing skills etc etc and then there's uh, there's everything you can you can start you know having a, a twitter account that you on, on a certain team or start or write a blog there's many ways that you can you can uh, train yourself in the the communication do- domain uh, for sure um 
I just have one question uh, to do with, uh, you said that people around you have many different backgrounds. So I imagine, and I, again, I'm, I'm not sure, but I imagine that uh, in the, the, the interview uh, is very important uh, in, in an institution such as uh, the, the European Union. Can you talk a little bit about how that goes, how the, the hiring process works? Yes, um, for the okay, the hiring process it's it's very difficult actually. Mm -hmm. it, uh, it is and it is becoming even more difficult as the time goes by. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, there is a there is a specific exam, a, a specific procedure. First, there are written exams, and then if you pass by them, you have interviews. Actually, if you, if they if for um, uh, and then you become available in a reserve list, and then. Okay. People can call you from this reserve list. So then you have the more specific interviews, let's say, with um, uh, potential uh, employers in the sense that uh, in, a, in an agency or in a, in a unit. And then, look, it really matters um, that you go prepared, first of all, about to know what this agency is doing, what the um, what the program that you're going to work for is doing uh, so you really need to to study and uh, and then and then the, there are also uh, questions for um, uh, you know what are the skills that uh, apply in the position also mm -hmm. how uh, simple HR questions like uh, you know what would you do in a conflict situation mm -hmm. so normal things like um, what is happening in, a, in, a, in a, any other kind of employment interview mm -hmm. it's the same here okay so it's a classic in that sense but then just another idea that I had was because you were you're telling people uh, try to look at look at you and your skills from out, from the outside and i was thinking uh, are the job postings let's say for your age your program or your agency public can people go see what it looks like to kind of get an idea of what skills uh, uh the european union is looking for or do you only get to them once you're in the reserve like you were saying well there are public posts that are for the european union in general okay And mainly you end up in a reserve list. And, and okay. uh, then, depending on the agencies, some of the posts are for people from outside. And then, again, they have big calls. For example, uh, that is, they make a call expression of, of interest and people can apply. But then you need these, all, all these um, applications and opportunities are found in the EPSO. Website. Okay, in the Epsilon website. Perfect. Excellent. Uh, so, you know, listeners out there who are interested and who are who are in, in Europe, I imagine you need to be there. Uh, you know, we've we've talked about some different uh, tips tips and tricks <laughs> on how to to start the your path because clearly it's not something that's really fast. It, it's a process, and you need yes. to be patient, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Athena, we're reaching the end of the interview, uh, and uh, uh, but uh, one of the the things that I, I wanted to know, and you you already said that uh, people around you are from very varied uh, backgrounds. I'm sure not all of the of them have your profile, which is very particular. <laughs> yes, yes, no. <laughs> but um, 
just out of curiosity do you do you do people uh, around you do some come uh, because you've done you've studied physics but then also Uh, history of science and also uh, education and uh, but uh, are there people from all domains around you or from all domains there are uh, we have also people with advanced studies in life sciences for example okay. we have en engineers uh, lawyers uh, mm -hmm. political sciences um, uh, communication uh, all all profiles It's uh, very varied and uh, that's why I think that it is important that, um, uh, that, that is, uh, that's why I think that the, the basic studies are not of, of the biggest importance is how you combine and what um, all your studies and how, what skills you take out of them and mm -hmm. you apply them for, for your job. Mm -hmm. And now I I I'm, I don't know uh, I'm going to say something, but uh, it's uh, it's uh, to you to to think to say if it if you could uh, if you agree or not. But I have a feeling that you know you talked about this maybe insatisfaction of not having finished uh, um, your PhD and insatisfaction. You know this little feeling of oh there's a little piece of a puzzle that I I can't find it anywhere because now it's lost and uh, you know. But you told me that every year you're helping people do, you know, finish their PhDs, publish uh, big papers and, and things like that. So I would suggest that maybe this kind of vindicates that in a way. What, what, what would you say? <laughs> do, do, doesn't helping people finish, can, 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 you, can it not you know, put that little piece in the puzzle that was missing for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a nice thought! Yes, I like it very much. <laughs> yes, it, it's um, well. Actually, when I went to work for the program, I, w I said, uh, "Oh, this was my dream to have uh, this kind of fellowship." Now, working for the program is my next dream. You know, uh. it's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yes, it is, and I hope that um, I can give them some. Well, some hints of uh, of uh, thing of you know of, uh, some hints of insight because well actually what I tell them is like look your goal is to finish your PhD not to you know invent not to be Nobel Prize winners mm -hmm. etc. If it comes it comes okay but your first goal is to finish your PhD because your actual life will start after after that so exactly. you have the best <laughs> opportunity now finish it in, a, in the best environment so focus on that this is your what you need to focus on it's uh, yeah it's it's true it, it's a nice feeling thank you thank you david because uh, yes uh, you make me feel it uh, see it in a positive way in, a, well, in another positive way that i hadn't <laughs> thought on <laughs> well I, i'm glad I, i i don't know it it kind of the the image kind of uh, built itself in my mind <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm really happy that 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 you like my uh, <laughs> my thought. Uh, I, I think you've already given a lot of great advice, and and uh, just the one that you said, just finish your PhD and life starts after, is a very very good one. Uh, I, I'm I just wanted maybe to ask if you have um, another uh, one or two pieces of advice for for the listeners out there. These are my three mottos. Let's say mm -hmm. you know your your character is your fate mm -hmm. your destiny Op be open find opportunities and uh, to 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 be open to all kind of opportunities even if uh, you know 
um, not not go for only the standard things, mm-hmm. and then uh, the last one uh, that uh, fi- finish it in three years, and that's it. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, you will have more opportunities after that. This is uh, this is the thing. But also, okay, at the same time, take care of your mental health and this is very very important Mm. the other thing that i actually tell them is that they need to be whole persons not only not to nurture only one aspect of themselves Mm -hmm. that is not to be only scientists Mm -hmm. that is to do only research they should have a complete personality. For example, if you go and see other uh, b- the big uh, scientists, they were not only doing science. Einstein was not only doing science. Science. Feynman was not only doing science. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they had so many other interests and um, aspects in their lives mm. uh, that uh, made them complete people. And mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, for me, this is also important that uh, you need uh, uh, research or being a scientist is one only part of your life. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, you have to have other kind of sources of, of inspiration and, uh, and uh, joy. I won't say anything else. I think it's a very beautiful way to finish. Athena. It was a great pleasure having you on Papa PhD. I'm super happy. I I think there there was so many messages that you that you shared that were really really uh, interesting and uplifting, at least uh, in my in my opinion. And I think the listeners will enjoy this and uh, will have the opportunity to learn and to feel a little bit less lost. So thank you. Thank you very much also for this opportunity. And uh, and I would be glad if uh, if uh, some of uh, this knowledge can have uh, some kind of uh, positive impact for, for people. And uh, this is a, a very important uh, message from uh, your podcast. So thank you also for this opportunity. I just want to take a moment to let you know that you can help me end the show by leaving a star rating and a comment on your podcasting app. If you want to go a step further, go to patreon.com slash PhD now and become a supporter. For the equivalent of a coffee per month, you'll be helping me immensely with the recurring costs of hosting and producing the show. Again, thank you for being a true fan. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Papa PhD podcast. Head over to papaphd.com for show notes and for more food for thought about non-academic postgrad careers. I'll always be happy to share inspiring stories, new ideas and useful resources here on the podcast. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to always keep up with the discussion and to hear from our latest guests. 